My first assignment as a priest, as a parochial vicar, the assistant priest, was for seven years, which was highly unusual. And there were three priests at the parish at that time, Father Bob Hilkert, it was myself, and then over those seven years, there was a whole line of other priests that came in and filled in that third spot. They'd be there for a year or two and then move on. And at the time, there was one priest in particular in the diocese, and I really hoped that he would be assigned with us at the parish, because I saw him as a holy man. He seemed to have his head on straight when it came to matters of faith. He did an experiment. He presented what the church taught. And he was also kind of brave, and he stuck to his guns. If the bishop seemed to be saying something that was slightly off, he had no qualms about saying, Bishop, I don't think that's right. And I rather admired him. And I thought, if only we could be assigned together, I bet he's just the guy that I need to become holier. And well, lo and behold, my prayer came true, and he was assigned with us. And after about a week or two, it became very clear that I couldn't stand him. We got along well enough, but his style of achieving holiness was not going to work for me. And though he might inspire me on my journey, he couldn't give holiness to me. I had to take charge of my holiness. Community gives us teachings, examples, supports, and insights, such as when we're getting off track. You know, I, I went up to visit Dr. Bob's house yesterday. I, I've lived here for 14 years, never thought to go up there, and I thought I'd go up there. And I heard a guy talking about, uh, I was eavesdropping, and he said, you know, the last one to ever know that he's a drunk is the drunk. He says, everyone else knew it. My boss knew it, my family knew it, my friends knew it. I was the last one to know. So community helps us see, see things that we're blind to. Church provides teaching, sacraments, graces, stories, a space, and a message. All the, tools that, all the tools that we could possibly want or need, except for one last piece, which John the Baptist points out today. People are going out to meet John the Baptist in the, in the wilderness, and his message is, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. To whom was he saying it? Not to angels not to government or legislators, not to the church as an institution or to other people. The sentence is said in the imperative, and it implies you. You make straight the way of the Lord. And it is said in the wilderness, in the desert, the definition of wilderness, the uncultivated and inhospitable place the darkest place of your heart. We are called to join forces with God. God doesn't act in spite of us, and he doesn't leave us abandoned, but he works with us on the project of our potential and holiness, guided by his church, which are all the people around us and all the saints and angels, to sum them up the strength that does lie inside of you to begin to tackle your fears, your hurts, and your anger those dark corners and tangled messes, the confusion, the doubt, the longings, the sicknesses, 
to rake them out like a garden after the last vestiges of winter has passed on. We start bringing about life to become more fully the man or woman that you are capable of being, that you were made to be, that your Father intended for you to be. What we do here week after week is not about feeling better about ourselves. That is what's advertised to you when you're being sold something. That's what those John called you brood of vipers this morning in the gospel. We don't come to feel better about ourselves, but to become better versions of ourselves, to become greater in freedom and joy, which is what your Father wants for you. And the first step of this is to want to change. Like an addicted person, you know, nothing's going to change unless you want it to change. But then you have to know what that change looks like. What does it mean to be better? What does it mean to be holier or more righteous? That's too general of a target. It doesn't give you, it doesn't give you a goal to hit, right? It's a fog in which you shoot your arrow. And you might be heading in the right general direction, but it's a difficult thing to gauge. It's like saying, I'm going to college, and I want to graduate and learning. Okay, what do you want to learn? How are you going to learn it? So what does a better version of you look like? How does that person act? We have all kinds of examples in all the saints and people around us because we are all different. You have to find your way of being true and good and beautiful. That takes prayer, contemplation, and formation to know what it looks like and the project of you. Sometimes when I need clarification on this, this works for me, it might not work for you, but I, I, I pretend I'm somebody else. And I pretend I'm looking up at my room in the rectory and, and bearing in mind what I'm going through at the time. And I think, if I wanted to be proud of that priest up there, or if that priest was doing what I was hoping he was doing or thinking, what would that be? It allows me to step outside for a moment and, and look up there and think about that. Sometimes also when I'm walking around, I'll catch myself in a mirror or some plate glass in front of a store and see myself, especially if I'm wearing my collar, and go, oh yeah, I'm the priest. What does a priest do in a situation like this? And when you have this image of yourself and it corresponds to your potentiality, then, then we begin the practice of the faith. And it is practice and trial and error. Dive into those dark, twisted places and start making the way straight for the Lord. And it will take time. There's a reason those areas became dark. And become more fully the sons of the daughter will take a son or a daughter of the father will take time and effort. We begin by renouncing whatever it is. We take ownership of it and we renounce it out loud. That's the greatness of confession. Finding ways to heal that spot, finding our identity in the Eucharist that we consume, filling the void with something positive or a discipline, because leaving a void is just allowing that behavior to come back. Welcoming the assistance and support of the well-intentioned around you as they all, and then offer it back to them also. And having the patience, the perseverance that the transformation needs. That's what John meant today by repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. 
He is calling us into the wilderness of our hearts. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths.